It's the last Sunday of the year. Praise God. And it is only ideal that we give us a watchword or a message as we walk into the new year. Listen, it is, this messages like this are important because we keep them at the back of our minds. I remember last year we were talking about spiritual sensitivity. And that was one of the messages for the new year. That we should be sensitive. Pay more attention to the Spirit. And don't be lackadaisical about the things of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. And 20, 2020 is about to begin again. And I think what's today's date? I think today's 29 or something like that. 29, yeah. And 2020, trust me, if we're not careful, it will just be the same. Praise God. But all through the month, we've been dealing about prayers, sensitivity, right? We talked about so many things to learn from, from and reflection. Praise God. So, I will take a bearing from the book of Genesis, chapter 25. Hallelujah. And this is where I will be talking to us from. Genesis, chapter 25, and verse 29. Genesis 25, and verse 29. I will read. Many of us know about this, this, this account of two brothers. And this is where I will be taking our message from. Once when Jacob was cooking, I'm starting from 29. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, famished. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. Scripture says that is why he was so also called Edom. Because Edom means red. <laughs> Praise God. And he says, Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthright. And then Esau says, Look, I am about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew, he ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Hallelujah. In this story, we see two individuals at play. And these two individuals, their actions on this day would affect generations to come. Hallelujah. Their simple action that happened just outside of the house, close to the kitchen, coming back from work, looking so normal. It's just like you will go to school one day and come back home and meet your flatmate cooking. Just a simple action that happened on this day affected generations even down till today. Hallelujah. A simple action on that day fulfilled prophecy. Hallelujah. And we will look at two individuals at play. I will talk about Esau and I will talk about Jacob. You know, the talk about um, birthright is a common uh, birthright, is something that is so important in, in the ancient tradition then. The firstborns were actually regarded more and they were entitled to 
double inheritance. In Deuteronomy chapter 21 and 15 to 17, you will see the Bible talking about a man who has two wives. And then he says maybe he loves, he doesn't love the first one, but loves the second one. And now if the first one has the gizbet to his son, and then the second one that he loves also has a younger son. When he's about to give out his property, he cannot give the younger son his proper double inheritance just because he loves the woman better. He has to give the first son because the first son is entitled to a double of the inheritance. And by default, the first son is also supposed to be the head of the clan. And this was the story of Esau. You all remember the story of Isaac and, and Rebekah, where God had already promised to Abraham that I will give you a seed, right? And then the seed was who? It was Isaac. And then when Isaac and Rebekah got married, it got to a point Rebekah didn't have a child. And then they prayed for this child. And then twins came into the bed. Praise God. Now, these two children were children of prophecy. As at the point where Rebekah was, when Rebekah was pregnant with these twins, something happened. They were always fighting inside the womb. And then she had to pray to God, now what is going on? Why is my tummy always rumbling? Maybe she thought these children will kill her. And then God said, no, there are two nations inside the womb. The older shall what? Shall serve the younger. And that was the prophecy. Hallelujah. Now these two boys have grown. Esau was a hairy man. Was a man of the field, so active. Even from the womb, he was so active and agile. But it only, he looks like who he was. That's why he liked to hunt. Esau was a powerful hunter. And you know, hunters are smart, they are witty, and they are cunning. Because to hunt in those days, you don't have this kind of guns that we have today. You have to be able to track. You know the story of hunting? You have to be able to track the animal. Watch where he has. After you track, you have to duck in a particular area and wait for the animal to come out. You actually have to be very smart to be a hunter. Jacob, on the other hand, was a fresh, clean boy who was not a hunter person. He was the homely kind of person. He's the kind of person who, who is at home. And these were the two nations inside the womb. But something was going to happen here. On this day, Esau came back home from hunting. I was so tired. Now, mind you, please remember his birthright, what it stands to mean. Now, listen to this. If Esau, by nature, by virtue of tradition, is the first son, it would mean that the promise that God gave Abraham in Isaac, because God told Abraham that I will give you a seed. And then when he came to Isaac, he said, your own descendants will carry on, right? It will mean that all those blessings, not just the inheritance of physical properties, but the inheritance of spiritual blessings will be conferred on who? By reason of tradition. On Esau. Because he's the first child. And he would have continued that line. Now, this is how much his birthright was. His birthright was not just a physical thing, but of a spiritual blessing. I want to read one quote from John Calvin. He says, it would have been his true wisdom, that is talking of Esau, rather to undergo a thousand deaths than to renounce his birthright, which so far from being confined within the narrow limits of one age alone was capable of transmitting the perpetuity of a heavenly life to his posterity also. What is he trying to say here? That the blessing was not just for one generation. 
It was something that had a perpetual heavenly blessing that would have continued to the rest of his generation. Now we read a story that he came back home one day and he was so hungry. Have you ever been hungry before? I mean, extremely hungry. Whenever you're hungry, do you feel the taste of the food? When you're extremely hungry, at that point, you just want to eat. You know, this is a hungry man is a what? Is an angry man. If somebody is hungry here today, and I extend this service by 15 minutes, they will curse me. Because the belly is rumbling. So, Esau has, had gone into the field. He had hunted so much. And then the Bible says, by the time he came home, he was faint. That's what KJV said. He was faint and very hungry. At the moment he got hungry, what did he see? I could imagine what kind of food. The lentil soup that Jacob was making that was so red. And then when he saw it, he said, oh my God, I need this food. He said, give me some of the red. They said, that's why it's called Edom. Listen, in the Bible, many of the names in the Old Testament are symbols. They usually attach some certain names or a theme to a certain person, not just because of maybe this is what it means, but they are always symbols of something. The reason he is called Edom is not just because he is hairy and all that. No, it was a symbol to talk about that day when he made a certain transaction that changed the, that altered the course of generations. Just for food. And you know, it's always easy for us to look back at Esau and say, Esau traded his birthright just for a morsel of meat. Or for, you know, we say it a lot, and we say, Esau traded his birthright for just the lentil soup. Food, food, just food. I don't think Isaac and Rebekah were that poor that Esau could not have held on to get food in the house. But no, that lentil was so attractive to him at that point. This is what I need to quench my hunger. If I don't have it, I want, I die. Mind you, you know he was a hunter. He, mean, he could have come back home with a game and, you know, just roast it and make food. But no, it was that red that was attractive to him. Unless I get this red. No, 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 no. That's what I want. And here we see another brother who souped him to what? To take advantage of this. What did he say? You want this red? That guy is not fair, right? He did not ask for shoes. He did not ask for Nike sneakers. He didn't ask for shoes. He didn't ask for he didn't even ask for his game. He said, Give me your what? Your birthright. He said, No, don't just say you will give me. And then Esau says, what good is birthright when I would die? Would Esau have died? Would he have died? He says, but I would die now. What good is birthright? Take it. Jacob says, no, no, no. no. You will not just say take it. I need you to swear. And in the ancient times when you swear an oath, you are bound by it. And some people say, most probably there was a witness there who witnessed this transaction. And then he swore and said, take my birthright. He didn't think it worthy. He didn't value it. Hallelujah. And this is what I want to talk about today. Trade-offs. As we walk into the next, the new year, you need to ask yourself, what am I trading? You see, nothing is for free in this world. Nothing is for free. There is always something you give to get. Hallelujah. And you know, as normal as situations may seem, as normal as circumstances may seem, as very normal as environment may look like, you're trading something. 
That day, when Esau came back home, it was a normal day. It's because of the beautiful way, you know, the ancient Hebrew writers are good storytellers. If you read the Bible, you realize that it was not just a, a mere documentation. No, you realize that they carved out this storytelling. Ancient Hebrew writers were powerful poets and powerful writers. That's why it's easy for them. You know, if we were to talk about the day you came to church this morning, you just say, I came to church, right? But if a writer were to write it, he would say, on a beautiful sunny morning. It was a Sunday morning in the city of Famagusta. The leaves were just falling on the ground and some of them were already brown. And then we were just waking up after a night of rain. So it was a mixture of cold and hot. Can you see how I'm painting the picture? And then it gets into your head. That's the point. It's because of this writer trying to paint a picture of what happened when Esau went to the, the, you know, to the farm or the bush to hunt and he came back and he was faint. But if you have to look at it today, it was just a normal day. It was just a day he picked up his spear, picked up his knife, went to the bush, came back home very tired, and then he saw food. And the conversation was a normal conversation. I want this food. Kina, give me your birthright. How would I? Take birthrights. Okay, no, swear. It was a normal day. You are always trading something. So it's important for you to be sensitive. The truth about it is a whole lot of us believers trade spiritual blessings, realities, for present gratifications. The reason this story was recorded there is not just for the generational altering of courses, but also for the fact that we are seeing a symbol of fleshly desire. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16 to 17. If anybody is there, can we just look at that uh, before I go further? Hebrews chapter 12, in verse 16, he says, See that no one, I actually want to read from KJV, because KJV makes it more realistic for me. He said, See that no one, lest there be any fornicator or profane person, as Esau, who for one morsel of meat, what did he do? Sold his birthright. For you know, listen, the Hebrew writer is now giving us back to that simple action that happened. But it's a symbol. You know, some people even believe that Jacob and Esau were a symbol of flesh and the spirit. Inside the belly of uh, Rebekah, both of them were fighting. And that's usually what happens. When you receive Christ, there's a fight inside of you. Your flesh is, is fighting, is warring against the spirit. They are not agreeing. Praise God. And they keep, they keep justing against one another. He says... You know that afterward he would have inherited the blessing. Who would have inherited the blessing? Esau. He would have inherited the blessing. He was rejected. For he found no place of repentance. Though he sought it with what? With tears. I keep saying this thing. God loves you. He does. That's not dependent on you. It's unconditional. But when you take actions that have consequences, he still loves you. He is going to wrap his arms around you. But there are some things you will, you will suck with tears. You can't get them again. Because you missed the opportunity. Why? Because at some point, there was a trade-off. You give something to lose something. Praise the Lord. And this was the problem with Saul. Esau. Esau. You know, to eat food, is it a bad thing? Eating the lentils, was it a bad thing? Having desires, 
is not a bad thing. But to be controlled by your desires is digging up your own destruction. Hallelujah. And this was what happened on that day. Esau came back home very hungry. I don't know how... It's easy to castigate Esau, but I've remembered how hunger is to me. When I'm hungry, my body is shaking. When I'm hungry, my eyes are already twitching. Anything you say can get me angry at that moment. And then sometimes you're hungry. You're just thinking it's only kebab that can cure this hunger. They will offer you rice. You say, no rice. No, 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 no. You just be like, your mind is just picturing if I eat kebab, it will fill me straight. So at that moment, somebody shows you kebab. You say, ah, will you give me your iPad? If I die today, will I use iPad? Take iPad, give me the kebab. <laughs> Praise God. When we're younger, Visitors will come and visit, and then there'll be a young child, right? And then that baby, visitors are always very wicked, right? Why not give the parents the money? You will not put the money in the hand of the baby or of the child. The child will hold the money. Praise God. And then we who are older, we know the difference between 10 naira and 100 naira. Because that I think, I think the highest was our lower. It was later 200 naira came out. So, do you know the difference between 10 naira? And 100 naira and 50 naira. 50 naira is what's Praise God. And then, so when they give a child 100 naira, he does not know the difference, right? So you go to him and say, Alpha, let me give you this one. You see, this one is finer than this one. With this one, you can buy sweet. You buy, there was one naira to one. You buy one, one naira to one, 10. Give me this one. This one is dirty. I will keep it for you. And then the child is so attracted to how that one looks like. So he takes the ten naira, and then you what? You collect the hundred naira, and you are smiling. And he, you know, he will not even regret it. You know, right? Until maybe five years after. <laughs> then he remembers. So this is what you took from me. And this is what you gave me. This is the problem. This was what happened with Esau. Unfortunately, what happened with Esau was not just trading physical blessings. Esau treated a lifetime of blessings. Hallelujah. You know, this reminds me of Saul. The Bible says Saul would have had his kingdom. You know, Saul would have been the person we're talking of, not David. Saul would have been the person through which the seed will come out. But just one simple action that looked like it was a normal day. He did not come on time, Samuel, so I sacrificed it. There's nothing bad in me sacrificing because the people, I'm a king actually. And then he lost it. Praise the Lord. As we go into the next year, one thing we must watch for is discipline. Discipline. I think it's in Philippians or Ephesians where the Bible says some people have made their belly their God. Now listen, hunger is only a representative of fleshy desires. Don't think about hunger alone. What things are you craving for today that you feel like, I need to satisfy this thing now? You know, one of the reasons it is easy to trade spiritual blessings is because most of these spiritual blessings look futuristic. You know what I'm trying to say? They sound futuristic. So when they say, ah, I mean, of you, those of you that post this meme that say, God, out of, I know I'm going to be rich in the future, so out of the money you will give me in the future, borrow me how much? One billion dollars right now. I just need right now. Remove it from the money that I will get in the future. This is a big problem. 
Many of us want to so satisfy our fleshy desires now. What is it that you're craving for? That is taking rule over you that you don't even care. So when somebody says that, you know, Dockers, you're going to be blessed in the future. And that one is future. I want to see it now. Everybody has been prophesying over me that I'm a child of destiny. I've been doing child of destiny for the past 10 years. Nothing show. My mother will call me, you're a child of prophecy. When I get when I was pregnant, how many of you are you? Did they tell you that you're a child of prophecy? Now, when they had you in the belly, a prophet came and gave them a prophecy that this child will be a great child. This child is going to be this. And then it's looking like today your life is not looking like it. And then you now say, is it blessing? Is it this futuristic prophecy we eat? And then there's a crave. What are you craving for? Today. I would never forget how we so much craved for PlayStation. I felt if I don't... How do you know the first PlayStation? The first one. It was, it's not PS1. It was PlayStation. Black CD. It, it, it had black face CD. That was the first one. Big box. When it came out and the whole world was sounding that PlayStation is out. And my friends were getting it. I felt like I would die. I need a PlayStation. If you ask me at that moment, what do you need in your life right now? All my need now. PlayStation. Have you ever had that? Say, if you buy me this now, you have said, I don't think I will suffer again in my life. <laughs> do you look back? <laughs> oh, we say PlayStation now. But then, I remember when my aunt would now send the game for me from United Kingdom, and I got it. And the thing was in my house. I went to school and I said, guys, I've got a PlayStation. They said, it's a lie. That's impossible. I brought out the CD, black CD. They said, you went to borrow it from somewhere. Mm -hmm. The next day, the whole, almost the whole class was in my house. We were playing games so much, my cousin went to switch off the light from the main meter and said that electricity had gone off. When everybody left, they locked the gate, they put on back the lights. I said, how will you fill this house? One day my father came in and was angry. My friend, get down! Because the whole school was in my house. But I felt like I was a king. Because I had PlayStation. But today, that PlayStation, if you bring it out, nobody will buy it from you for one year. Except for keeping for museum reasons. That let's just, this was the first PlayStation that came out. Because, you know, these people did not do us well. PlayStation 1 came out. And then PlayStation 2. And then PlayStation 3. We finished. It's the same way we were craving BMX bicycle. You see, we want to satisfy a present desire. And we think once we have this, that is the end. This ends all our worries. And then we look back, we realize that those desires don't even have... I'm sure today, if Esau looked back, he would have said, why didn't I just kill animal and barbecue and eat? Why didn't I just go inside? There were other foods at home. Why did I trade for a morsel of meat? It looks common when you look back. But in that present moment, it looks like it was your whole world. Hallelujah. So what are you craving now? Sex? Money? What is it? Attention? What are the fleshy desires that you crave for? Pride? What is it? Acknowledgement, beauty, handsomeness. What is it that you feel like this is all that you need, that you would trade spiritual blessings for? There's a trade-off. And sometimes, like Hebrew says, lest there be any fornicator amongst you 
or a profane person. You know who is a profane person? Someone who is godless and does not count the things of God of value. In the end of chapter, that chapter 25 that we just read, the Bible says, so Esau despised his birthright. You understand what they mean there? He's not saying that he sat and he despised him. No. He got up and he was not even repentant. After eating the meal, he just walked up and didn't even bother like he traded something huge because he counted it unworthy. Jesus says, don't cast what is holy to what? To swans. Why would, to swine, what would they do? They would trample upon it because they don't know the value. And then somebody now asked me, why would God say in Malachi chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, that Esau have I hated and Jacob have I loved? I'm seeing these actions and I understand why God said so. Because he knows the end from the beginning. There is a man who made a choice based on his coin. He didn't see the birthright as anything. And I'm so very sure that they were aware of the blessings that had been conferred on Abraham. And I'm sure that they were schooled also in the blessings that God gave Isaac. They would have known. So Esau knew what was at stake, but he didn't hold it of value. So let there be a profane person amongst you who holds the things of God without value. You can't go into next day like this. You were given a word, an instruction. You heard about it. You heard it. You got so convicted about it. You were sure. But the moment you had some craving in the present time, your friends are looking peg. You're not looking peg. So you say, it's better for me to look peg. Who future blessings have? The way you address is the way you carry, the way they address you. Come on, let me be peg. I need the latest of this and the latest of that. Until you keep doing trade-off. Hallelujah. Everybody is traveling to America. I'm still here in Cyprus. Stuck here. No way. God said you will spend like three years in Cyprus. Three, who three years is? I got to get out. That's a trade-off. What are you craving? We need to maintain mastery over our what? Flesh. Scripture says, all things are lawful. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. But not all things are what? Expedient. Listen, when he says all things are lawful, you can do everything. But for you, not everything is permitted. You get what I'm trying to say? Why? Because it's not in line with God's plan for you. Food was lawful at that time. What was it permitted for him to trade? His best rights. So when we look at Esau, let's think of how we are also trading our best rights in today's atmosphere. In today's normal life. You think the devil give things, gives things for free? Do you actually think that? Even the devil knows he doesn't give things for free. Hallelujah. You think you will get anything from the world for free? Have you met capitalists before? They are never nice. Whenever a capitalist looks nice to you, there's something you're profiting, is profiting from you, he's not telling you. If he's too nice to you, forget it. He's milking you. The day he's done, he's going to dump you. You that you thought you were the best at that workplace, he, he, he would just look back at you and say, thank you very much, your work is done. Because he has to make money. Hallelujah. So you think the world is going to give you something for free? Think about it. What are you trading? Because this is the story of a believer every day. Be wise as servants. And what? Gentle as dogs. What are you giving off? If Jesus had taken that offer of kingship, 
Because the Bible says he saw them, they were trying to offer him the position of king. What did he do? The Bible said he ran. He escaped from them. He said, oh, this is not what God... If he had taken that offer, you know what would have happened? He had just traded his whole goal as the Messiah of the world just to be the king of one country or of one small state. You can imagine that. And that's what many of us do today. We lose sight of the bigger picture for the present satisfaction. Every time we have a big picture in our mind, it is easy to stay focused. But when you lose sight of the bigger picture, anything goes. Hallelujah. Do you remember God's promises to you? Do you remember his prophecies concerning you? Are you walking in line with them? Or have we begun to trade them little by little? Hallelujah. It's so fun. That the thing you thought you could not live without, you're living without it today. The thing you thought, if you didn't have it, the whole world will come to an end. The world is still revolving and you are still alive. What material thing will satisfy you at the expense of trading your birthright? Scripture says, for what shall it profit a man to what? To gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Lack of discipline. Desires are great. But when they control us, it becomes dangerous. So as we go into 2019, we go in with a sense of discipline. What? Oh, sorry, 2020. What did I say now? <laughs> Praise God. As we go into 2020, let us remember this. And then also, let us remember that he valued not spiritual things. We must value spiritual blessings. Please, don't think many of these things they pronounce over you are jokes. No. Don't think the visions that God gives you, they are jokes. You know why? After you live your life, that's when you go back and realize that if I just talked with this, I would have been fine. Don't think these things are jokes. Somebody looks at you and says, you're going to do great things for God. This is what God wants for you. And you feel it's just a joke. And then you keep trading little by little. By. You know the funny thing about it is, we will live normal, but we think we are fine. Come on. Did Esau not grow to be a rich man? Come on, guys. When he was going to meet Jacob, he was rich. He didn't need Jacob's gift. This world will tell you that as long as you are rich, you are fine. You even come out and say, where are they today? Look at us. We are driving the latest car. You have missed it, brother. You traded the bad tribe, but the devil is giving you some little things you think you're fine. Esau had everything, but he was still Edom. He was still the man called Red. He was still the man who traded his birthright for a muscle of meat. This is what history remembers him for. And that reproach went through all his generations. Can you imagine? He served his younger. Even his entire generation served Israel under David until there was a revolution. Hallelujah. See this. He might look nice. He might have looked handsome. Life might have done well for him. He was a great hunter. So he could have made it, but he still traded. Come on. God is saying, compared to what you would have gotten, some of us have settled for less. If only you saw a picture of what you would have gotten. And God is saying, do you know who would have offered you? Is it Benz? It's Benz that is doing you now. In the next 10 years, watch the future development of cars. You know this Benz that we are driving today is nothing now. Ever did the future? What is it? Is it Benz? What is Benz? Is it a house? What is that? Is it money? 
Praise God. You know, they used to say something, don't think money is everything. It's when you get it and you don't have peace of mind, you realize that money is not everything. But they will say, let us get it first. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. You don't live your life off, based off of material things. Material cravings. These things won't matter. Instagram followership, it won't matter very soon. People are dying because of Instagram followers. I'm an Instagram influencer. <laughs> you know why many pictures are put online today? Is to gain what? Followers. And continue to create content. So we devised a, another thing for you. We call it content creation. So it's a job entirely. I'm a content creator. What is this content creation? Hi guys. Hi guys. Hello guys. Yeah, welcome to my vlog. Things like that. Glory to God. What are we training? The fast fame. Many of us want to get so popular so fast. So fast. You want the world to know you. And you're not even prepared. You're not even prepared for the publicity. You are not. One small wind hits you like this, you're already into depression. There are three, four therapists that are already dealing with you. Only you. Say, people in this world are wicked. Who sent you to show you people? If you stayed in your village or stayed in your corner, nobody will know you. But now you are blaming the whole world. They are wicked. Glory to God. I hope you're getting what I'm saying now. So Esau had no discipline and he did not value spiritual things. The second person I like to talk about here is Jacob. Jacob had prophecy ahead of him. He was told that the, you know, the mother was told that the older will serve the what? The younger. And I believe from the moment the, you know women are very emotional. Sorry, most general, let me say most women. So before it comes and it hits me, most women are emotional. So imagine you hearing that prophecy as a mother, that the older will serve the younger. The moment you give birth to... You know the Bible said that when Esau was coming out, he was looking at as he was coming out. Who held his heel? Jacob grabbed him by the leg as he's going out. That's, that's, that's Jacob's nature. Praise God. Grabbed him as if to say, I want your birthright. Come back here. Let me come out here. Because he said, grab, he grabbed him by the heel as he came out. And then hearing that kind of prophecy concerning your child... You, you most probably show more affection to that younger one because you know that there's a prophecy over him. And there's no, you would have called him and told him that. Yeah. They say that you will serve your, your elder one, we will, will serve you. I'm sure she must have done something like that. And must, this thing must have made him, made her treat him like a flipper because it was the guy who stayed at home and cooked food. Hallelujah. <laughs> but there's something I need to pick out here. Though Jacob was blessed of God, though he was given great prophecies, though he was given promised God's blessing, he thought he could manipulate his way into that blessing. This was his plan. Jacob the swindler, the sleek one. So he found an opportunity and he what? He struck it. That was, he said, he said, if, you, if you meet him today, what will you call him? Shabdai. God prophesied blessing to you. And then one day, this boy just comes and says, I'm very hungry, I want to die. <laughs> opportunity, evil man. Straight, I'm sorry, but evil men, they're the ones that think like that. It is opportunity. Take it. It's okay, you know what? I mean, look at, of all the things he could have thought of, why was it better right Jacob went for? He legit just said, give me your better right. To tell you, he had a premeditated plan. He, did not, he said, when the man said, he said, no, swear. Because I know that whatever you say here now, he thought he could manipulate his way into God's blessings. 
But what ended up happening? What ended up happening, guys? You know the story. By that simple act of manipulation, of trying to bring God's blessings to pass by your own trickery and doing, what happened? Esau sought to kill him. Jesus said, I will, I will kill. He said, my parents will mourn today because I will kill Jacob. The mother made him escape. Because of that, he ran away and served in Laban's house. How many years? 20 good years. He delayed blessings. The wife he worked for, for that 20 years, on his way back, she died. So as at the point he met Esau, Esau would have said, where were you all this while? I was with Laban. What were you working for? For Rachel. Where is Rachel? She's dead. Oh my shame. And you know, of all the workings and manipulations he did, he wasn't blessed because of that. He was blessed and he was at the end of himself. Genesis chapter 32, he was afraid. He couldn't do anything. All the workings he did did not work. Then the Bible says, an angel wrestled with him from the night to the breaking of the day. And then he smote his hip. And he said, let me go. He said, I will not let you go until you what? You bless me. And then he said, you are powered with God and with man. And you have what? You have prevailed. So today your name is no longer what? Jacob. But your name is, his blessing came at the wrong, at the least moment he thought. It was not as a result of his manipulation. Praise God. The blessings of God do not come to you by your manipulation. I'm blessed, but I'm just trying to make it faster. It's a big lie. God will not work through evil ways to bless you. Though when you go through these evil ways, he will teach you a lesson, and then he will still bring his glory out, but he will not work through evil ways to bless you. Just know this today. That God has given you blessings. You know you are going to be rich. You know you have that feeling. You say, I know I can never be poor. Then you now start manipulating your ways through it. It won't work. Anything you have to do something that you are not proud of. If you cannot stand on the altar of the Lord to share testimony, tell us what you exactly did. You know it. You know it's wrong. Hallelujah. God will not work through that. Trust me. You will learn your lesson. He will bring out his glory. But he will tell you that you could have gotten this on a platter of gold. On my own account. Not on your own account. Abraham tried this. When, when, when the wife could not give birth, he thought, okay, or Sarah and Abraham said, why don't you just take Hagar? That was the cause of problem in the world. You know, we started problem in the world today. One was, a, and the Bible in Galatia said, one was the result of what? Flesh, and the other was the result of the spirit. So he told, he, he impregnated Hagar. She gave it to Ishmael, thinking. And God says, this is not the seed. If I'm going to bless you, I will bless you through legitimate way. You were originally married to Sarah. You're going to take your maid to think that that's how. Did I ask you to work for me? You know, when, when, when God was talking to you and Job was quite, saying so many things and God came, one part that struck me is when God asked me, were you there when I created the world? Were you there? Did I ask for your advice? To think that you will work out things for me. That's the greatest problems we have. We want to work out things for God. Hallelujah. We want to map out everything as it works out. So we believe that we are blessed, but we are the ones who would devise how we will be blessed. Come on. Take your heart off that place. Sometimes you place your heart so much on one channel, that's where my blessing is coming from. And so you start being nice to the person. You start showing up for the person. You start carrying briefcase for the person. You start saving them because you think that's where God is going to bless you through. 
And then one day the guy says, you know what? You got to come to my bedroom. That's what's going to happen. Ah, yes, ah, ah, me, Bill. And he's my Allah. God has sent my helper. <laughs> Always remember, God will never work out his blessings through illegitimate reasons. Ways, rather. Even if you get what you get through that way, you have only ended up shortchanging yourself. You have, you have extended the number of years. Moses thought he was going to be the liberator of Israel, right? And then he thought he would do it by his own manpower. So what did he do? When he saw the Egyptians treating the Israelites they very hard, what did he do? He picked up a stone. Boom! As people write it, they said that act that he did pushed him into the wilderness and delayed the number of years that the Israelites would spend in Egypt. They were supposed to get out after 400, but they spent 430 years, and many believe that they were a result of that action on Moses. Abraham did the same thing. Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. And then there was fight. You see, the book of Psalms says, the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and adds no what? No sorrow. He will not bless you and then there's confusion in the blessing. No. He will not bless you and then you are, your heart is unsettled. Why is your heart unsettled? Come on, he giveth his beloved sleep. He gives you rest. Don't manipulate your way into God's blessings. It is possible to pursue the right thing in the wrong way. Please notice, as we go into 2020, it is possible to, because you want green card in US, so you get there with conference visa. Then the next thing, you are looking for the old woman that you will marry. Or you are looking, as a man, you are looking for the man that you marry under the gay laws. Because that one is faster. Hallelujah. Listen. Listen, listen. Even if you get the green card, even if it worked out, it doesn't mean it was God who orchestrated it for you. It doesn't mean that. Hallelujah. God will not work his blessings through illegitimate ways. He will work it in his own time. Many of the times, the reason we hustle to manipulate our way through God's blessings is because we are not patient. We want it now. Or we want to secure it. Aha, that's another thing. You want to ensure the security of the blessing. So you are, you are trying to do everything you can. Ah, this blessing must not stay. If God said he will give you, he knows when he will give you. He knows when you need it. If you've not gotten it now, you don't need it now. Somebody said, I believe one of the reasons some people are not exposed to a certain amount of money is because God knows they're not ready for it. Because if they are, it will consume them. So be grateful in that position that you are in and serve him with joy and say, in the Lord's time, it will happen. You know when they say God's time is the best? It's not cliche. God's time is the best. So you wake up one morning, you get the vision and he says, Rosita, I will bless you and I will make your name great. You wake up the next morning, you're expecting the next week. Ah, uh-uh, two weeks time. Oga, you're not understanding something. That I will bless you and make your name great might be 20 years time. Please stay with it and understand, be patient. You know, I came to understand that many strong ministers, I mean, who, have, who are seasoned ministers, I realized that they are, most of their uh, 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 renowned fame and all that comes at the later age of their years, maybe 40s and 50s. That's why you're hearing much about them. You'll be wondering what were they in their 20s and 30s. And yet, many of them had carried this vision from when they were 15. And they carried on with it. 
Hallelujah. So we see someone like Rana Bunker and we want to be like him tomorrow morning. Why don't you sit down and listen to his story? The world is celebrating the death of an evangelist, not the death rather, the ascension of an evangelist. But if you read the story, he tell you there were days there was nobody. He rented a whole stadium and nobody came. Maybe two, three. And yet he had a vision of a blood-washed Africa. Come on, guys. Sometimes you are just not patient enough. So he tells you, you'll be rich, you'll have money. And that's always the problem. But yet you are thinking ahead. I will send you to another nation. You think that nation is next week. Calm down and relax and be patient. Serve him in that moment. Don't manipulate your way. You know, hey, you not come. You know when you want to say something, you not say, you know, God had actually told me two years ago that this, this, you are trying to make sense of the illegitimate thing that you're about to do. I believe it was God that brought this person my way. So when he brought this person my way, it is through this person, I was not able to travel to this person. And what they are offering you is nonsense. You know that. But you've taken it, but you won't share it. You start shortchanging yourself and delaying the actual timeline for your life. I'm putting myself inclusive. Praise God. So rather than delaying time and saving ourselves years of struggle, see, one single action on that day affected years and generations. Hallelujah. You would think that Esau should have been smart enough to understand what was going on there because he was a hunter. Have you ever seen people who are very intelligent in school but will make the dumbest decisions in life? They are, they are intelligent to school. They need no book. They can pass. They can have 4.0. We call it they are not street smart. They will make the dumbest decision when it comes to life. And that was what, that was what he saw. Good at his work. Good at his craft. But at this moment, it was a very dumb decision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew Henry says, The gratifying of the sensual appetite is that which ruins thousands of precious souls. Because we have a current sensual appetite to, to satisfy. It ruins our souls for many years. We can't recover from it. You will sit down and then you will not have the, 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 the fortitude to beat your chest and say, I got this through God's blessings. Even when you come on Facebook and say, God has blessed me, we all know. Glory to God. Hey, you know, when I see a lot of God blessing, I always say something. Unless I'm close to somebody who really is wealthy and I know they are the source of income, I just take everybody on the same level. You have the money, fine, enjoy yourself. I'm not pressured. You have the expenses, I'm not pressured. Because I have come to understand what people can do for money. And I have had inside information of what some people have given for money. So when they come out and say, God has been, say, Bro, we know what happened, though. We were in Nigeria together when this deal was made, though. You now come and say, God has blessed me. Well, it's not God that blessed you. Come on, let's be realistic. It wasn't God. It's never too late. Hallelujah. It's never too late to be on track with God. Hebrews 12. Let's, lest there be a profane person, a godless person amongst us who traded their birthright for emotional gains. Scripture says, one day will come, you will sort it with you will seek it with tears, and you won't get it. You will say, God, I need the original thing. He says, Here's my daughter, my son. I want to give it to you. But you've passed that level. All I can just do is welcome you home. And say, come home. I can help you. I can comfort you through these tears. I can do everything because I love you. 
But you see, the time for you to do this has passed. I needed a young person to take this assignment. You get what I'm trying to say? Or I needed the person of this particular stage to take this assignment. Oh, the moment you didn't respond to me, I sent another person. It's understandable. But I still love you. Come on, we are coming to heaven. But you've missed it. I can't give you rewards based on this anymore. You've missed what you could have done. Now I'm believing he saw wherever he is now. He's looking back and saying, oh my God, I just robbed a whole generation of the lineage of Christ Jesus. Same thing with Saul. And David is smiling. I say, thank God I just accepted his word. Hallelujah. So these are the things that I want us to walk into 2020 with. Let's not trade what is precious for what is temporary. Let's not trade what is permanent for what is present. Hallelujah. The blessings of God over our lives are sure. And Bible says his promises are what? Yeah and amen in him. Let's go there with a sensitivity in our spirit. Saying, God, I will treat your spiritual blessings over my life with value. In every simple occasion and simple environment that I'm in, I must constantly ask myself, what am I trading? What am I giving off? If not, somebody will know that you don't value it and they will take advantage of you. You know that, right? When they know that you don't value it, they will take advantage of it. If you're not using it, somebody is willing to take over. Praise God. So value it and go into 2020 knowing that God has got your back. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, Lord.